0: I don't know who made that video, but it makes college look way more exciting than I remember it. (sighs) It's like, man, I want to go back. Hello, I'm Ben Mayfield. I'm the minister to students. And normally, they only allow the minister to students to preach once a year. And this is my second time. So, this is either they're desperate or I did an okay job last time. And I'm honored to be invited back. I'm really excited to be here. the scripture for this week was a scripture about thankfulness. It comes from Luke 17. And I like because we're in the season of Thanksgiving to talk about thankfulness and how important that may be. So, am I, is this okay? Am I like echoing? No? All right, just want to make sure. Uh, and also, welcome to those watching online. Hey, I know my dad is, so hey, dad. So thankfulness in this season of thankfulness, and I was reading this scripture from Luke 17. What was really cool about it is it's from 11 to 19, and it's about thankfulness. It's about being thankful. And I read it, and I was like, all right, so I'm going to preach about this. I need something more than just saying thank you. Like, all right, we're going to come in here and say, hey, be thankful for your relationship with the Lord, and I'm done. it would be the shortest sermon ever. But I was struggling trying to really come out, well, what is this scripture speaking to me? And yesterday, I had a migraine. Does anyone ever have a migraine before? They're not fun. Uh, they are terrible. It's like a, a screwdriver in the front of your forehead going, ah, like that. And I had that yesterday. But during that time of recovery from a migraine, I had this moment of like clarity, of like, huh, maybe this is what the Scripture is trying to speak today. So if you would, join me, and let's dissect Luke 17, 11 through 19 We start off with verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten men with skin diseases approached him, keeping their distance from him. So, right here, we're going to pause. One of my favorite things to do with scripture is oftentimes we read it, we go thankfulness, and then we're done. But when you really take a moment and you look at each verse, there's some really good richness that scripture has, that we, we don't want to bypass too fast. And with this, if you don't know, the skin disease is called leprosy. All right. Does anyone know anyone with leprosy? No, they eradicated it. It's great. But leprosy was so awful and it was so contagious that they actually cast people out of the city, said, mm. We don't really want you. It's contagious. And they actually would look at people um, down upon that maybe they were cursed, that they deserved it somehow. So you would lose your family, you would lose your money, your title, everything, and they would kick you out of the city. It's pretty harsh, right? Now, for us reading them, we go, okay, well, that's people with leprosy. But I was sitting there thinking, are there people in our lives, people that we know about, that have done something and society has cast them out. That society looks at them and says, you're no, no longer worthy of being at the table. Is it someone who's struggling with, with poverty and they're homeless? Do they get cast out? Do we see a homeless person and we try not to make eye contact and walk right past them? Does that person have leprosy? Is it someone who uh, teen pregnancy? I worked at a school system. We had a lot of people uh, in the school systems that with teen pregnancy and they got cast out. Teachers were taught negatively. Students would taught negatively. They were cast out. Is it someone struggling with divorce, marriage problems, and then, and people talk about oh well, they don't have you know downright just like we do, and they get cast out. There's a lot of things that our society does that cast people out just like those with leprosy. And I don't know today if you're the person casting people out or the person that feels like they've been casted out for whatever reason. And I bet we're probably a little bit of both. We struggle with being, feeling like maybe there's something in my past or something I've said or done and I feel cast out. It's important to to, to visualize that because that is who Jesus is talking about right here in this scripture. And I love it because it, we're gonna continue, you're gonna recognize this and say it. They raised their voices, verse 13, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. So this is the first point that I wanna make is they ask God. They said, Jesus, show us mercy. They asked God. So if you're in a situation right now where you feel like you're being left out, or or you're cast out, or you have some shame or some guilt, or uh, you're struggling with something in your life that you feel like you've been cast out, or you know a loved one or someone who is going through something, and you've seen other people cast out, ask God. Ask God for healing, ask God for love, ask God for guidance, ask for wisdom, ask for uh, reconciliation, ask God. The the, the biggest problem we we go right here, if we go past this verse and they never ask God, what healing would have been received? What thankfulness could we have had if we don't ask God? Prayer, talking to God, is asking God. God. My biggest prayer time is when I'm driving a car. If you don't know this, I commute almost an hour and a half one way. That's a lot of God time. It's a lot of conversation. But when you ask God and you start speaking with God, there's revelations that God provides. There's context to things, things that maybe pop in your mind that you didn't think about, and God says, hmm, be slow to anger that situation. Maybe that person needs to uh, to talk to you more so. Maybe that person isn't the enemy. Ask God. And so they asked God, and they said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. And when Jesus saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. In case you didn't know, that if you had leprosy, the way that you can get cleansed, if you were cleansed, the priests had to prove it. Put a seal of approval that you were that you were healed. It very rarely happened, but that was the process. And as they left, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned and praised God with a loud voice. And when I first read this and I was looking at some commentaries, at first I was thinking they went all the way to the temple. They went to the temple, and the priest was like examining them, like, oh, you're good, you're good. Uh, and then one guy said, you know what, I'm going to go find that guy and go return and go say thank you and praise him. But really what happened was they, they, were, they were cleansed, and as they were walking, they noticed that they were cleansed. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's a miracle, right? At this point, a lot of times, have you ever received a blessing but didn't think where the blessing came from? I know I have. I know there's been times in my life where I've seen incredible things happen, and I go, yes! Like, like I feel blessed. I feel good. I feel like this is uh, what I really needed, but I don't take the time to thank God for when the blessing came from. And I think a little bit of the struggle of that is from the world. The world that we live in is so fast-paced. It's always to the next thing, always to the next uh, uh, event, always next to the uh, next family gathering, always next to the next holiday. And it's just so fast-paced that we don't take time to thank God. And so that's one of the challenges that I have for us today is as we're thinking about Thanksgiving, we're thinking about thanking God, do we take a moment during this holiday season to slow it down just a little bit and say, thank you, God. Thank you for the blessings. And as they were walking, they were still in eyesight of Jesus, and he recognized the blessings, and he returned and walked back to him. And when he walked to him, once again, he saw that he'd been healed and returned and he praised God with a loud voice. So we talked about asking God. And the second part is praising God. This is a moment we don't want to fast forward, go right past this scripture. Someone who didn't know Jesus, someone who didn't know the faith, stopped, recognized the blessing, and went and praised God. I think praising God is a powerful thing, It's a healing thing, It's a recognized thing. It's a relationship builder. How many times has someone said thank you to you for what you've done, and you went, huh, yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate being noticed. It makes me feel pretty good. You know what? And I kind of want to build that relationship with that person. I feel like every parent just looked at their kid and was like, hey, you know, you're rent-free. I, I feed you. I take you to school. Any parents, like, your, your kids want to say thank you every once in a while? Can I get some, like, hall- <laughs> amen, some hallelujahs, Right? But the thank you feels good, but it also strengthens that relationship. So praising God can grow that relationship, recognizing that all the blessings flow from one place. It's not of my own doing. And so he turns around, he praises God. And what I love about this, man, he fell, verse 16, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. There's two points there that I want to make. Verse 16, maybe one of my favorite verses. It shows a posture of recognizing who the Lord is, who the Savior is, who God is. He fell on his knees and he thanked God. How many of us have ever fell on our knees to thank God? I don't cast that to cast shame, I say that as a challenge for us to recognize the beauty and love that God has for us, where we can come to the altar, we can kneel down, and we can praise God for the blessings that has been overflown. And sometimes we go, well, Ben, I, I didn't get the job promotion. Or, Ben, I'm struggling with my relationship with my friends or my family. You know, where are those blessings you talk about? And I say it's the simplest of things that we have blessings. If you ever been on a mission trip... You know that we are blessed. Have you ever went to a light switch and turned on a light switch, not knowing if the power was going to come on? That is a blessing. Have you ever wondered where your next meal was going to come from? That is a blessing. Have you ever went, "Hey let's go new clothes shopping." That is a blessing. Have you ever went to a concert? A movie, a restaurant, those are blessings. Because we've been forded from God opportunities. And I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself. Like, well, I'm sorry, Ben, I went to Outback Steakhouse. I didn't mean to. No. Get, get a bloomin' onions, great. <laughs> Love it. Share some with me. But what I'm trying to get you to recognize is that there are blessings every single day. One of the most powerful blessings that that I've ever had was I was on a New Orleans mission trip. If you've ever been to New Orleans, oh my gosh. It's 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 a place that needs the love of God a lot. And we're on this mission trip, and we go underneath this bridge. And this bridge had an entire homeless section of different tents, different camps, different people there. And I was out of my comfort zone. I was out of my comfort zone by a thousand percent. And I was the, um, <laughs> we had like a, we were with a mission organization and we had a, like an adult meeting. They're like, all right, well, you're going to go uh, underneath the bridge bin with some people. Um, and I said, all right, well, who, who, what's the protection, you know, like, in case something goes wrong. They're like, Oh, well, you're with them. And I was like, well, I can get stabbed just as easy as the next person. How, why am I the security deterrent? Like. Okay, I thought it was funnier, but I was nervous. (laughs) I was like, I was kind of nervous. Like, okay, I'm the person that's supposed to defend five kids. Great. Uh, And so we're there and I'm going and I'm like, all right, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm going to pray for someone who I can definitely tell is, is in a different situation than I am. I'm learning that I have blessings. We're here to pass out water and some sandwiches. And I go to the very first person, I kid you not. The very first person I go up, like, "Hey, I'm Ben. You know, I'm from um, this mission organization. We're here to pass out water and, and sandwiches." And before I can even say, "Can I pray for you?" He goes, "Can I pray for you?" And at that moment, I realized just how beautiful the Lord works in people's lives. Or just where I thought I was the one going there to bless him, he was blessing me. That that was my brother and sister. That was someone who got cast out because of leprosy, because of whatever reason. And I'm not here to find out, well, did he deserve it or did he not? That is a brother in Christ. That's someone that has value. Someone that should be loved and should be known. And he looked at me and said, can I pray for you? I said, yeah. And we did the Lord's prayer, a unifying prayer. It was an incredible moment of humbleness that I had to take. It was an incredible moment of just receiving someone's love and that moment of of just praising God. The last part of verse 16, though, he says, he was a Samaritan. It's a short sentence, five words. He was a Samaritan. And why is that important? Why is it just put in there? Because Samaritans at that point were looked less than. They were not um, of the Jewish faith. Uh, They were were less than. They were uh, dirty blood. For Harry Potter fans, they were mudbloods, right? They were looked less than, looked down upon. And what Jesus is saying that the person that maybe you look down upon is the person who is blessing me and praising me the most. I mean, it's a wake-up call that Jesus is trying to tell his disciples, his followers, says, look, don't cast him out. It's just a Samaritan. That's a person who is praising God in a beautiful, wonderful way. Wake up. Jesus constantly wants us to look at something differently. He wants us to view things differently. He is challenging his disciples, his followers. He's challenging us to look at things differently. Don't see him as a Samaritan. Don't see him as a, as a homeless person. See that as a brother in Christ who can actually bless you with prayer. It's challenging. But verse 16, Jesus wants us to look at stuff differently. It's us seeking thankfulness. Being thankful for the blessings and the teachings and the love that God has for us. It continues. In case you're wondering, I guess it's up there. Jesus replied, weren't 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? And, and I don't know, this is just a throwaway thought. When I was reading this, I'll have to ask someone who's smarter than I am. But I don't know, like, you know, like when someone texts you on a phone, you don't know the tone. Like, you don't know if they're like, like is this an emergency? Is this just a, like, hey, we need to talk? Anyone ever seen one of those texts? Like, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what do we need to talk about? Is it an emergency? Is someone dying? Or is it, like, no, I just want to see what you're doing for dinner. Like, you don't know the tone. And so when I read this scripture, I was like, is Jesus being sarcastic a little bit? Like, surely he knows. Is he saying it for our purpose so we recognize? I don't know. I guess I should know to tell you. I think uh, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. And I think he was doing it for us to recognize that he knew that the other nine weren't there. But he says, he felt uh, replied, weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Verse 18, no one returned to praise God except this foreigner. And then verse 19, probably the most popular verse of the scripture. says that Jesus said to him, get up and go, your faith has healed you. So he said, ask God, praise God, seek thankfulness. And this verse 19, get up and go, your faith has you has healed you. The last part is receive healing, receive healing. We did star words about four years ago. And at first I thought it was kind of corny. I don't know if you ever did that with the church where you get star words and that's your word for the year and then you put it on your, your whiteboard. And my star word was the word healing. And I said, all right, this is my word for 2019. I'll put the word up there. And to this day, I still had that star because it was something that God was calling me out on of saying, hey, there's some physical healing, definitely some spiritual healing and emotional healing that you need to start seeking. And I think about this thankfulness in this season of this person receiving this physical healing and going and, and talking to God and saying, God, I thank you and praising you he says, get up and go. Your faith has healed you. I I would say 10 people were healed, but only one was saved. And the one that was saved was because of his faith. And I I would encourage us today to, to have this faith where we can go to God and say, God, I can't do it all alone. Stop fighting this battle by yourself. Oftentimes, the world wants you to think that you are by yourself, you have no one to support you, no team, you have nobody, that you're by yourself. And God's like, no, 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 I am with you. I am walking with you. There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another holding back the water. I can count the joy. The song we just played was a song of God saying, I am with you. Look throughout Scripture, the blessings, the love that I have for you, the compassion that I have for you. Let that be part of your life. Receive this healing. And let that healing be transformative. If it's a hurt relationship with your daughter, your, your, your son, your mom or your dad or a brother or a sister, or if it's a friendship, if it's financial hurt, if it's hurt from the church, whatever it may be, receive the healing that God has for you and you have to walk with him and talk with him to seek God, to praise God, to seek thankfulness in the things that we have. Don't always seek the things that are wrong. Seek seek the blessings and receive the healing. Receive the healing and the importance of giving God thanks and becoming a people of thankfulness. I encourage us this season to read Luke 17, 11 through 19. I want you to read it as a family. Read it as an individual. Look for opportunities in your life to ask God some hard questions. God loves it. Challenge God. Only when we ask hard questions can God provide powerful answers. I challenge you to ask God. And then I challenge you this, this thankfulness, this season of Thanksgiving, to praise God looking the ways in your life where you can truly go god i didn't think about it this way but let me praise you the fact that today in sunday school i went over there and said should i wear this vest or should i wear this jacket or should i go no jacket no vest is 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 humorous it's okay at least i thought it was they chose the vest in case you're wondering but the fact that i have multiple things to choose from the littlest of things our blessings. This season, I hope you, 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 you say, I, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to say thankfulness. But last is, is, where in your life do you need to receive healing? Where's the hurt in your life that I can say, hey, God needs some healing. I got some wounds. I got some scars that are maybe not quite healed up. Maybe it's the person that you haven't texted in a long time. Maybe it's a phone call that's waiting for you to make it. And you can say, wow, they can reach out to me too. That's true. But they weren't here this morning to hear this message. And you were. Let's seek some healing. Let's be a thankful people as we go on into this season. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time and thank you for this opportunity. God, just to receive your word, to, to look at scripture a little bit differently. To not just go through a scripture and say, okay, great, I'll be thankful. But to really look at and examine the story of a Samaritan, a cast out. He was a cast out because he was a Samaritan. He was also cast out because of leprosy. The world said this person was insignificant, and yet an insignificant person had the most amount of faith. So God, I pray that we have a spirit of boldness and courage to see those who've been cast out and instead of us adding to that problem, saying, hey, I'm going to reach out to those people and let them know that they're loved, that they're valued, and that they're known by a heavenly Father that recognizes them. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I'm going to start recognizing them as well. And God, if we're one of those people who feel like we're the ones that are being cast out, I pray for radical healing. I pray for just uh, an understanding that they understand that they are loved. And that the world is trying to cast them by themselves to be isolated. And today we're going to say no to the lie of the world and say yes to the power of the truth of the kingdom, which is that they are known by you, Heavenly Father. Beautifully and perfectly known by you, God. And that we're called to be in community, to walk with them. So God, I pray that we, that we ask you, we seek you, We praise you and we thank you. In your name we pray, amen.